chapter 11. We liked a little bit finishing up there. And uh, we'll finish that up and go into chapter 12. Got some question sheets if, uh, if you want them. These guys will give you one if you want them. Just raise your hand, they'll get it to you. I know we've always believed the Lord was about to come, and uh, we look at the uh, uh, issues and what's going on, we feel even more so about it. Uh, but I was listening this week to a, a preacher's old message back in the 80s. And uh, he was talking about the Lord coming, talking about all that's going on. It sounded like he's talking about tonight. Uh, but uh, it's just exhaled and got a lot worse. And uh, that's the thing, you know. Jesus said in the last days that they'd be married and given in marriage. And uh, because of lawlessness, that uh, sin would abound and all of that. And uh, all that stuff has pretty much always went on, but the uh, the uh, indicator, the pointer of it getting near to the coming of the Lord is the excelling of it. It's like earthquakes. There's always been earthquakes, but sometime uh, get on your computer and look at the increase in earthquakes in the last 30, 40 years, and it gets more all the time. And uh, all these things, there's always been tsunamis and all that kind of stuff, uh, but it's getting to be... Uh, more closer together, and uh, so uh, we don't know when he's coming. We don't know any time he can't come. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill said we don't know the day or the hour he's coming, but we don't know any day or hour he can't come. Amen. Uh, that's a pretty good statement. Amen. Amen. All right, Revelations 11, and uh, let's start in. Uh, I think we need to start in about uh, verse uh, verse number seven. I think. Let me. Find my place here. All right. Uh, I know we've uncovered this, but I need to read it to get into the rest of it. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of that great city which spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And uh, they of the people and kindred and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in the grave. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet in great fear uh, fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. The same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly." And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. 
And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. The nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servant, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. The temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in the his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices, and thunder, and an earthquake, and great hail. Uh, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. His tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels uh, and prevailed not, neither was there found any more, uh, neither was there found their place found any more in heaven. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word of God. May the one that moved upon holy man of God, that, uh, Lord, to write it down, may the same uh, may the same Holy Ghost help us to have some degree of understanding and uh, be able to teach tonight, captivate our interests tonight with your word and take our minds off the things of the day and the world and the things of tomorrow just for a little while. And uh, Lord, we pray tonight for everyone in this room tonight and uh, we pray for all that's on the grounds tonight and anybody that, Lord, is not sure about their salvation uh, that they would make their calling and election sure and examine herself and make sure they're in the faith because these are serious times coming. And uh, Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, amen. All right. Uh, we'll start here in verse 10. I know I read a little further back than that. But uh, the witnesses have been killed. And uh, the two witnesses have been killed, and they've been laying in the streets there for three and a half days. And after three and a half days, God raises them up, and uh, and the people are happy about the fact that uh, that they're dead. Uh, they're not happy about the fact they've been raised up, but they are happy about the fact that they have died. And in verse 10, where we'll start tonight, it said, And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. And make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt upon the earth. I think it's interesting how that it's phrased there, uh, said they that dwell upon the earth. Where else would people dwell? Uh, so it makes you think about that. And uh, I remember when I was uh, old, about a freshman, I guess, uh, I remember this, them telling us in school that uh, we would be... Uh, taking vacations uh, on the moon by 2020. 
Uh, I remember them saying that. And uh, they still ain't taking no vacations on the moon, although it looks like a good, quiet place to go. Uh, but they still haven't been able to do that. Uh, but it ain't because they hadn't tried. Uh, of course, uh, uh, my grandfather, probably your grandfather, maybe you, a lot of people don't think they've ever been there the first time. And a lot of people think they just went out here in the desert somewhere and uh, made a bunch of films. I remember this preacher telling me about his dad, and, and uh, they were watching on television. And he said, oh, he said, y'all are nuts. He said, they're not on the moon. He said, they're out there in the desert somewhere out west. Uh, but I believe they got there. Uh, but anyway, my, uh, my point is here is uh, that we know, there's gonna, we know that there's some that ain't dwelling on earth because they're in heaven, right? Uh, the church and those that have passed away before then, we know that they are in heaven. We know that there's some in hell. Because they come out of hell in Revelations 20 at the last judgment. The Bible said hell gives them up. And then uh, it could be an indication they are some uh, elsewhere. Uh, if time goes on and, and, uh, and they keep on inventing things and doing things, uh, it could be that uh, there might be some dwelling other places. We don't know that. Uh, but it's a possibility. So I'd say the answer to uh, the first question is possibly all the above, uh, that uh, we know there's some in heaven or some in hell, and uh, we know they got all these space travels and space stations and all that. But the thing about it is, wherever they are, I believe the Lord will find them, don't you, uh, when it comes time. And, uh, you know, people, uh, there's people, I read about this years ago, you know, there's people, and there's people actually done this, they Somehow or another, freeze their body in some kind of a capsule or something, and uh, hoping that eventually out there somewhere that they'll find a cure for this, that, or the other, and uh, then they'll thaw them out and they think they'll live again. Uh, they think they're going to live forever, uh, but uh, nobody lives forever down here on this earth. Uh, amen. We all have a time that we uh, have to leave. And he said, uh, verse 11. It said, but after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And I can just imagine this. Uh, they've been laying there for three and a half days, and probably their head cut off, and all at once the spirit of God comes back and brings them all together, and they begin to ascend up into heaven. I'm sure that would frighten somebody. And, uh, and the Bible says it does. And uh, you see it said, I want you to notice there where he said, after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. Uh, people think the breath is what gives life, and it does. But it's actually the spirit. Uh, the spirit, if you've ever been around somebody when they pass away, and I'm sure almost everybody here probably has, and uh, it's, uh, I've watched it so many times, it's just like it. You know, the spirit leaves, they die, they draw their last breath, the spirit leaves, and it, it just looks like a, uh, an empty house laying there, like something or uh, something moved out, and something has moved out, uh, the spirit of God. But they say you're dead, uh, you know, when you don't breathe for so many minutes, or your heart don't breathe for, uh, beat for so many minutes. But the Bible says you're dead when the spirit departs. In Ecclesiastes 12, 
Solomon had saw this under the sun, and he said there in verse 7, Ecclesiastes 12, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Uh, so God uh, gives us a spirit. I think it said in Genesis, I think that God breathed the breath of life into them, and they became a living soul. But when he breathed that into them, uh, he was breathing spirit into them. And when Adam died, his spirit died. Uh, the Bible said, The Lord said, In the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. But he didn't die that day physically, but he died spiritually. His spirit died that day. And so what, what we have now is we have a physical body, we have a soul, but we got a dead spirit. And that's why Jesus said you got to be born again. you got to be born from above. And what happens when you get saved is God regenerates that spirit. God brings life back into that spirit. And that spirit is the part that, that knows and fellowships and, and all with God. And uh, that's why that uh, before that you get born again, you're not interested in spiritual things because your spirit's dead. Uh, but when you get saved and God revives that spirit and you become alive spiritually, uh, then you begin to have a desire to communicate with God, to read God's Word, to uh, go to the places of God. Amen. And uh, so it's the Spirit that gives life. The Bible uh, says that again over in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 3 and verse number 6. The Bible said, uh, talking about the ministry, said, "...who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament." Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Now that's the Old Testament there. Uh, the Old Testament is, is the letter. Uh, Old Testament, all the law and all that, it's all about death. Uh, if you commit adultery, they stone you, kill you. A man lies with a man, a woman lies with a woman, they kill them. Uh, it's all about death. The law's all about death. The wages of sin is death. Thou shalt not, and whosoever do this shall die. Uh, the law is all about death, but the Spirit's all about life. Uh, the, letter, uh, the letter killeth, but the New Testament of the Spirit, the New Testament, uh, gives life. Amen? And, uh, and so uh, that's what happened. Their dead bodies was raised up uh, after three and a half days and the spirit of life from God came back to them. That's probably what happens when you hear people talk about having a, uh, they say I died, uh, but then I came back to life and they tell about uh, after life experiences or after death experiences. Uh, well, it's possible the spirit of God left them. For some reason, God lets the spirit come back to them. Yes, sir. Right. Once they got saved, they become a child of God, and His Spirit better work my spirit. I am a child of God, part of the fellowship of God, walk with God, give them both their teeth the Scripture, still growing in the Lord, but didn't do none of that when they did. Amen. Uh, well, it's like going up to the funeral home, trying to talk to a corpse. Yeah. Uh, you can do all the talking you want, but you ain't going to get no response because they're dead. Uh, they're dead. Uh, but if you talk to a, a person that's got life, then you know you can have a conversation with them. So, uh, so when we get saved and born again, which I know you know this, but that means born from above, 
we've been born below through the physical death, but we need to be born again, born from above, and that makes our spirit come alive. I think Paul had an out-of-body experience uh, when they stoned him there and left him for dead. Uh, I think he probably was really dead. And uh, he said that, uh, and, this, and that's what he's referring to when he said, I knew a man, whether in the body or out of the body, he said, I don't know. Uh, but he said, such a one was caught up into heaven and heard lawful things, uh, unlawful lawful things that it, he wasn't lawful to utter. Heard lawful things that wasn't lawful to utter. And it looks like Paul had some kind of a out-of-body experience, and then God sent him back down, but he wouldn't ever let him talk about it. And it's strange, you know, Paul doesn't say, I seen a light or uh, I seen this or that. Uh, he, God doesn't let him talk about it. And if that happened to somebody today, they start writing a book and selling it and making a million dollars. Uh, but God said, to, told Paul, but after Paul went up there, after he'd seen whatever he'd seen, uh, he couldn't wait to get back up there. And uh, he would he would put himself in harm's way uh, just to... He's almost uh, almost suicidal, you could say. Uh, he didn't care. He wasn't afraid to die. And uh, if you and I had already been to heaven, we already knew what was on the other side, uh, we wouldn't be afraid of it either. Uh, we'd be in a hurry to get there too. Uh, reason we're not is because all we know is what's on this side. Uh, we know what we've read in the Bible, but we ain't seen it. But if you had seen it, and everything. I remember I was riding around with Brother Ziegler one day. Me and him was riding around just talking about Bible and things. And, and uh, he said, Brother Prophet. I said, yes, sir. He said, you ever think if there wasn't nothing to it? I said, yeah, but I've thought a whole lot more about if there is something to it. Uh, amen. Because uh, uh, if you die and you're not ready to meet God and you got hell to face and eternity... Uh, it's not worth it. And the Christian life is the best life that there is to live down here anyway. It's the Christian life. You say, how you know? I've tried both of them. I'm sure most of y'all have. And, uh, and it's a whole lot better than the Christian life. Uh, but we know the Word of God is true. And he said, uh, verse 12, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. And their enemies beheld them. Uh, I like that. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Ain't no grave going to hold me down. Right. They heard a great voice from heaven, and I think we know who that voice was. And uh, and it's uh, it doesn't say like Enoch, they were translated. It doesn't say they were translated. It said they ascended up. It's more like on the line of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, they ascended up to heaven uh, in a cloud, uh, and their enemies beheld them. Uh, so not only did they see them killed and they saw them lay in the streets, they saw them raised up, they saw them go up. Uh, yes, sir. And you know, uh, you know you'd think, uh, it's kind of like the rich man in hell, you know what he said. Uh, he said, uh, uh, if one rose again from the dead and went to them, they would repent. But uh, Jesus said, if they don't believe Moses and the prophets, they wouldn't believe even though one rose from the dead. But you think people, you know, say, well, if I could just see this, if I, if I just uh, knew this. I was down at Sam's last week getting stuff for the Preacher's Fellowship, and the lady told me the church's card had expired, and uh, she said, you're going to have to renew it again. And uh, I said, okay. 
And uh, she started uh, doing that on a computer, and she's talking to me the whole time she's doing it. And she said, if, if I, uh, she said, boy, if I ever hit it big out Las Vegas, she said, I'm going to give a lot of money to the church. And, uh, and I bit my tongue that time, because most time I say when people tell me that, well, are you giving any now? Because if you ain't giving any now, you probably ain't going to give none when you hit the jackpot. And uh, I was trying to be nice, and she kept on, and she said, uh, she said, uh, yes, yeah, said, uh, uh, I just like to hit it big sometime. I said, lady, get saved, and you'll hit it big. There was, was a colored man standing there by her. He, he was over her because he was telling her what to do before I got there. He was just laughing so hard I could see him in under his coat, and he was punching the other girl beside him. Uh, because I think they was probably both Christians and had already been working on her, be my guess. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, the Bible said, uh, and you know there's only three times in the Bible that it says come up hither. We went over this, Proverbs 25, 7, that's the Old Testament saints that rose after Christ rose. Uh, it's Matthew 27, 51. And then uh, Revelations 4 and 1, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, that's the church. And then you have it at the end, you have the tribulation saints. Uh, so, so once again, we've been taken all the way through the tribulation. Remember us talking about that, that God takes us through it several times. And when we try to put a time frame on everything, the reason we can't get it to work is because the Revelations is not wrote, wrote in chronological order. Uh, it's wrote as God wants us to give it. And uh, I told you about buying that chronological Bible, and I couldn't wait to see what Revelation said, and it was just like mine. So it dawned on me, stupid, it ain't happened yet. How do they know? Uh, so uh, anyway, this is all, you know, got to happen. Uh, so uh, what we got here is, is them getting caught up. Now, the reason we know that this is, uh, we're at the end of the tribulation again, is in verse 13, uh, verse, uh, 13 of chapter 11, there's a great earthquake. Great earthquake. Alright, just uh, flip a couple pages over to Revelation 16, and we're at the end of the tribulation, Revelation 16, and look at uh, verse 18. And there were voices and thunder and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake. So we see that similarity there. And uh, not only that, we see in verse uh, verse 11, or chapter 11, verse 15, it said, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. That will match Revelations 19, when the Lord comes back at the end of the tribulation. In verse 16, He said, He had on His vesture and on His side name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. Now I know we say, and I, I say it probably just about every service, certainly every week, uh, that God's in control. God is in control. Yeah. Uh, but because of what Adam did, uh, and because of what Satan gained when he got Adam to sin, that's why the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. Uh, somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, you don't think this world could have gotten this bad a shape if God was calling all the shots, do you? Uh, what you see going on in this world right now is a devil. best way I can explain it is like uh, if, uh, 
Sister Linda had a house, and I, I, I rented it from her, and I got a, I got a 2,000-year lease on it. And, uh, and she couldn't break that lease because it already been agreed and everything uh, was said that uh, Satan would be the one in control. Adam was. You remember what God told Adam? He said, have dominion over the earth. Adam was in trouble, and Adam was in control, but then Adam messed up. And when he did, Satan got it. And now Satan's in control. That's why Jesus Christ came. You see, it was lost by a man. So Jesus Christ came as a man, and he had to get it back as a man. And so when you look at Jesus Christ, you're not looking at him as God. You're looking at him as the God-man. But he, he doesn't use his God's powers that he could use he operates as a man full of the Holy Ghost. And he gets it back. He don't sin. Uh, he, he don't do like we do. And he gains it all back. And, uh, and he gained it back on the cross. But he'll take up the lease in Revelations. At the end of the Revelations, he'll take up the lease again. And then you'll see how things are with God in control. Uh, with God in control. Right. He uh, allowed Judas to betray him. Then he took the instrument of death to defeat the devil. He destroyed that. He destroyed the devil by death. Amen. Then he didn't see it coming until he got up. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, you got uh, uh, three reasons there. The great earthquake matches the one in Revelation 16. You got the Lord taking over, and that'll match chapter 19. But then you got the tribulation saints rewarded. Now a lot of people get messed up in chapter 11. And they try to say the church is not raptured until chapter 11 because it sounds like, it sounds like kind of like the church. But here's where you got to be careful. Uh, let's read some of it. And the seventh angel sounded and there was a great voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. That happens when the Lord takes over. And the four and twenty elders which sat down before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God. That's interesting. Them four, them four and twenty elders, we said back in chapter 4 that they was representation of the redeemed saints of God. So they've been doing the same thing seven years later that they were doing seven years before. They're around the throne. They're falling down. They're worshiping God. Uh, so they're doing the same thing. And it said, uh, they, they were saying, We give thanks, O Lord God, which art was and art to come. Of course, that's Jesus. Because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. And the nations were angry, and the raft is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servant, the prophets. And unto the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. Now, we got somebody being judged here, but it's not the church. Not the church. Now, a lot of people, uh, this is the uh, seventh angel that uh, sounds this trumpet, and they try to make this the last trumpet. See, the seventh is the last and they try to make it the last trumpet of 1 Corinthians 15. But it won't work. 
First uh, Corinthians 15, he says, uh, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. It's different. It's not the same wording uh, as it is there. And, uh, and then he says here, the prophets. Well, we don't have any prophets. I know we got some that claim to be, uh, but we don't have any prophets in the, right now. We don't have any prophets right now. Uh, the Bible talks about that in Ephesians 4, verse, uh, verse 11. It talks about that. So this is not the church being judged. This is the prophets and the tribulation saints. And they're judged at the end of the tribulation. You see, we done got our ju- we done been judged. Remember back in chapter four, that's First Corinthians three, uh, talking about rewards and some uh, some will lose their rewards, go up and smoke. Second uh, Corinthians five, uh, verse nine, Paul said we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that we might receive that uh, which was done in our body, whether it be good or whether it be bad. That's the church. The church is going to be judged after the rapture of the church in chapter 4. We're going to be at the judgment seat of Christ all that time. Everything's going on down here. God's going to be judging us. Say, how long will that take? Seven years. And about the time he gets done with it, you know what happens next? The marriage supper of the Lamb. The reason he got the marriage supper of the Lamb, Brother Keith asked me one time, Marla's husband, he said, Brother Rick said, I'm kind of concerned. I said, why? He said, I read over there in Ephesians where the Bible said that there wouldn't be any spots or wrinkles or blemishes. And he said, "Uh, I know I've got some. And I said, yeah, we all got them right now. But when we get at the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to get out all them spots. He's going to iron out all them wrinkles. And when he gets done with us, there won't be any spot or blemish. And we'll be ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb in the 19th chapter of the Revelation. So we're being judged then, so this can't be us. Uh, this is the tribulation saints and, and uh, Old Testament prophets and, and all of them, they're going to be rewarded. Uh, they're going to be rewarded. And, and the way it says it there, it said, uh, I noticed this when I was reading it last week, said uh, that thou shouldest be judged and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servant, the prophets, and to the saints, but then it names another group. And it said, and uh, them that fear thy name, small and great. So you got, you got the prophets, you got the tribulation martyrs, and then he said, them that feared the Lord. You remember us talking about uh, Matthew 24, I think verse 13, the Bible said, they had endured to the end, they shall be saved. And uh, a lot of people that, uh, I think they're saved. They're just mixed up on it like I used to be. Uh, I think they're saved, uh, but they think they can lose their salvation. Now the bad thing about being that way is that you can't enjoy it. Uh, man, uh, what a blessing when I found out what the Word of God said. Uh, amen. I'm glad the, I'm glad the Lord, uh, and I lose everything. Do y'all lose stuff? I lose everything. And... Uh, and I'm so glad I was preaching up in Louisville the other day, and I was preaching that broom sermon. I was preaching about that woman had the broom sweeping, and I said, uh, "I said, you know why it said a woman?" And somebody said, "Because the church is pictured as a bride." And I said, "Yeah, that's right." But I said, "There's another reason. 
Have you ever seen a man that could find anything? How many times I've been looking for something? I say, "You seen you seen my what? You seen my thing?" And she'd say, "It's in there in that drawer in the kitchen on the ends in there." And I go in there and I look through the drawer and everything. I said, "Ain't in here." She said, "It's in there," and I said, "It's not in here." She comes in there and pulls the drawer out and picks it up. Been a snake, it bit you. So, uh, so that's what's going on here in the end of this chapter here. Well, they're trying to save the earth. Uh, they say it's it's probably. To, I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing, but my guess would be that'd be them that shoot them atomic bombs off, nuclear war heads, and blow everything to smithereens. And, all the atomic fallout and nuclear fallout and all that stuff be my guess, but uh, might be the other way. So, uh, so anyway, there's your answer to them three questions there. Uh, great earthquake, kingdoms of the world become kingdoms of Christ, and the tribulation saints are rewarded. Uh, so that's what's going on there. And we're all the way to the end of the tribulation at the end of chapter 11. Uh, we're all the way to the end. Of course, it talks about, uh, I have a couple of notes on that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, verse 19. And the temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in the temple the ark of his testament or covenant. And there were lightnings and voices and thunder and an earthquake and great hail. All right, go back over again just to, just to make sure that we're at the end. And look at verse 21 of chapter 16. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, and every stone about the weight of a talent man blasphemed God because the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceedingly great. So uh, at least in my mind, no doubt about it, we've come all the way down to the end again. Now the Bible don't contradict itself. And I had somebody ask about this one time. said, Brother Rick said, Verse 19, chapter 11, talks about uh, the temple of God. And said, then you get over there in chapter uh, uh, 20, 21 and verse 23, and, or verse 22, and he says, I saw no temple there. Uh, well, the difference is uh, this. There's no temple in the city. Revelation 21 is describing the city where we're going to live. It's describing that city. There's no temple there because the Lord is a temple of that. But we know there's a temple in heaven because uh, uh, Hebrews 8 and verse 5 tells us the one they built down here was patterned after. It tells you that again in chapter 9 and verse 22. Now, the temple ended when the church began. Israel had no temple. Uh, 70 A.D., Titus marched in and destroyed it, leveled it to the ground. They've not had a temple since then. Uh, so when the, when the church age started, the temple business stopped. But when the church ends, temple business starts again. You say, how do you know that? Because we know they rebuild the temple. We know in chapter 24 that the Bible said that the Antichrist is going to set his 
image up in the it don't say temple in verse chapter 24 but over in second Thessalonians chapter uh, 2 it does say temple over there and so uh, just remember this the temples all the way to the Old Testament and a little bit into the Gospels but when the church age begins when God turns away from the Jew and turns to the Gentiles which is everybody that's not a Jew temple business stops it stops when the church is raptured out, temples rebuilt, temple business starts again. That's one reason the Antichrist is going to do so well with the Jews is because he's going to let them start all that business back for a little while. Uh, but then he's going to, at the end of it, he's going to uh, show his true colors and he's going to claim himself to be God. Yes. Okay, uh, so uh, three things concerning the temple. The temple on earth was patterned after the one in heaven. That's Hebrews 8 and 5, Hebrews 9 and 22. The second thing, the temple ended when the church started, and it starts when the church ends. That's Matthew 24, 15, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4, Revelations 11 and 1. We know there's a temple because they measured it in Revelations 11 and 1. Okay, so that gets us into chapter 12. And uh, I'm hesitant to even start it because I'm about out of time. I don't think I will start it. I think I'll just stop right there uh, because that gets into something else. Uh, all right. Uh, anybody have any questions or?